Hello, we are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Hey, huge fan. Been following for a while. Just have a quick question. By any chance, are you former Ravens Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco? For the 163rd time, I didn't check pre pre episode. For the 163rd time, I'm not Joe Flacco. This is not Joe Flacco the podcast. Uh, we are live streaming on YouTube, and um, I'm here with the boys. Hey, Trevor. Um, the boys, the boys, the boys, the boys, the boys. Um, I don't know. Let's let's. There's there's no good time to fucking talk about the Demarius Thomas stuff, but I, I think we obviously can't help but talk about it. But um, looks like, I mean, it's official that he's he's passed. Um, Thirty fucking three years old is obscenely young. Like obscenely yeah. young. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in paradise. Thirty. Um, Demarius Thomas, yeah. Damn. That was a shocker. I kind of passed out, you know, as I do on these late night podcasts, and I woke up to that. I was like, what? What? Kind of blew me away. But it sounds like it was from natural causes. Um, we were just saying that uh, they mentioned he had suffered from seizures recently. So I'm not sure what happened, but. 33 years old, either way, professional athlete. That's pretty sad to see a guy feel like that. Fucking terrible. Yeah. Especially a guy that was as well-liked as he was. Yeah. I couldn't couldn't believe he was as – like, the 33 shocked me. It it felt like he hasn't played in a decade, right? Like, it it felt like he hasn't played in a long time. I think it's been, like, three years, right? It felt like he hasn't played in a while um, and kind of wasn't talked about the last few years anyways, I think like jets and Patriots were like the, his last two stops. That's um, right. And so it's like, he was just kind of in the background anyways. Um, well, he like had like an official retirement announcement in June of this year. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He was. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. And I, yeah. Like just officially, I guess he was trying out. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, he played in 2019. I'm sitting out the COVID year is a reasonable thing if you're, you know, um, it's just a reasonable thing. He sat out 2020 and and then probably didn't get a ton of calls. Um, and uh, um, well, I mean, he was the same guy with the Jets that he was, you know in his later years with Denver in terms of, you know, kind of efficiency yards perception stuff, he'd, he'd kind of been settled into that kind of Larry Fitzgerald late, late stage Larry Fitzgerald part of his career. Yeah. Um, but I was, I couldn't believe you. I would have, if you'd asked me, I would have said, I don't know, 38. Yeah. Um, but uh, man, 33 years old. It is just, that is that is just getting into, you know. That's just his, getting... his uh his birthday is Christmas Day, so that's gonna be a tough holiday for the family. Fuck, that's it's that um. Sucks. I mean, you're just getting your life. I mean, like 
I, I would imagine that most of the most of the people listening to us are younger than us, right? We're, you know, right. you guys are late thirties. I'm I'm uh, I'm in my mid forties. Um, <laughs> the uh, but like thirty three, you're just starting to get, at least in California, anyways, you're just starting to get your life together. I don't know. It's like other parts of the country, you've you've got grandchildren at thirty three, but um, <laughs> in, where you know you can still buy a house. Uh, making thirty five grand a year, <laughs> right? Exactly. But like thirty three, you're just fucking figuring shit out. Like yeah. you're not even you're you're just starting to feel like who you are, right? Like, I, I think reversal. I don't think that's geographical. I think as much you know shit as people may have together in their late twenties, you still don't know shit before you're forty. Really, I mean, you don't really start getting into actually kind of understanding how the world works right yeah i don't you even you even have that much world perspective at 33 most people like that is he's still he was a young man yeah um obviously he was just getting into the post playing part of his life post career football career there's a lot to go after that yeah he made uh, all that money playing that playing football and was going to have a nice, comfortable life for him and his family. If he had one, I'm not sure if he did. But yeah, that sucks. 33 is way too young. Yeah, right. Rest in, rest in peace. Gone too soon, for sure. That's terrible. Um, he, uh, the thing I remember, always remembered about him was like, there was this, he was a freak coming out of college. Like, Megatron-esque coming out of college in terms of, like, measurables. Both of those guys went to Georgia Tech. And, like, you know, but, and Georgia, the thing about Georgia Tech back then, and maybe it still is, I, I don't watch the amateur football, um, is just how little they threw the ball. Like, they had Demarius Thomas and Megatron, but, like, he caught... I think he caught like 40 balls or something his senior year. Um, That's crazy. Or his last year, just like a complete, just you have the that kind of talent back there. And then, yeah, he caught 40, 46 balls, his uh, 46 balls for 1,100 yards, 25 yards average in 2009 as a junior. Yeah. Um, but they just, just didn't throw the ball to those guys. Fourteen well, yeah, games, forty-six yards. They basically threw him the ball three times a game. They they hired away Paul Johnson from Navy, who ran the triple option. So they were oh, like, there you go. they were like the triple only option. like yeah. Georgia Tech was running the triple option for you know the whole time. Paul Johnson. He's been gone for two or three years now, I think. But wait, wait, wait. Were Megatron and Demarius on the same team? They played. Uh, no, no, no. Okay, yeah, okay. I didn't think so. Because that would have been, but yeah, it was like Georgia Tech and the and two or three of the of the military schools running the triple option in college. It was it was weird, but it worked for that guy at least. Did it work? Yeah, that guy's a pretty successful coach, I would say. Yeah. Um. Cool. Anyway, that was that was the thing that was like that always stood out to me was and just how lucky the draft is in general that 
you take a guy that's got the measurables but has never caught the passes, and then you've got another guy who's got the measurables and he's caught the passes, and it's the guy that didn't get thrown the ball in college that turns out to be the better pro. I I'm not thinking of anybody like in particular here, but like I don't know any of the guys drafted by the Lions that weren't Calvin Johnson would come to mind. Um, you know, uh, was was that um, Charles Rogers? Charles Rogers, uh, Roy one Williams. of the Mike, one of the Mike Williamses, um, Roy Williams, anyway, just, but he was pretty good. The uh, anyway, just that that was the thing about Demarius Thomas, and then God, he had to. St- I think he started. I want to go back and look at the Broncos. Give me just a second, like he caught the touchdown that Tebow threw, right? Yeah, Tebow's yeah. highlight is really basically a, a just a Demarius Thomas highlight. Um, and I was just reading that was the first game Demarius Thomas's mother saw him play in the pros because she she had some issues and went to jail and never saw him play. And that was her that was the first time she ever saw him playing a professional game. And he scored that touchdown. That's pretty. And that was a playoff game, right? Yeah, yeah. But wasn't it just like a short cross too? Yeah, yeah, it's a little slant, and he took it to the house. Yeah, yeah, his mom was like pardoned by Obama. Damn, Um, I was just reading about that. So that's crazy. So yeah, I mean, he's yeah started his career with Kyle Orton and Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Oof. Then, uh, 2011. I think he still has Tebow at this point. Hold, please. Um. But uh, and then and then is gifted Peyton Manning, and basically turns into, uh, you know, Megatron Light kind of thing, right. just utterly dominant. Um, and those those fucking Broncos offenses with what was it? Uh, Stokely Brandon Stokely was Brandon the slot, Stokely, right? Um, Brandon Stokely, Julius Thomas at tight end. Um, uh, Demarius Thomas and was Emmanuel Sanders. I was gonna say, was that the Decker? Was that Eric Decker? Yeah, that was uh, let me see here. Who in might, yeah, Eric Decker. yeah, Eric Decker? Yeah, we should ask our uh, Eric Decker, uh, fanboy a- expert Travis. Yeah, <laughs> does he watch his reality show? <laughs> Maybe, um, maybe, but he was—he always had him in fantasy, and was always fucking like, "This guy's like so underrated," and blah 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 blah. blah. He's a big fan. I mean, t- Travis was right about him. I think I—I—I I, I likened him to—I likened Decker to Turtle from Entourage one time, and <laughs> it's just kind of like he's—he yes, he's had—he's had one good. Like and and it wasn't like in terms of obviously looks or appearance or anything else like that. It was like, hey, anybody can get a TV show. Anybody can get one TV show. Yeah. Um, and uh, Eric Decker went on to have a, a really nice career. So you're welcome, Eric Decker. Right. Um. Anyways, yeah. Um. Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker, Brandon Stokely. Um. Man, that uh, that off those those offenses were fucking bananas. Yeah, I think it was Julius Thomas in the 2013 season when they 
um, went to the Super Bowl. Um, anyways. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, I guess... Uh, that's all. I, I don't have anything else on on Demarius Thomas other than it's just incredibly sad, and and uh, you know, um, hopefully his family's able to uh, find peace with this sooner rather than later. But shit, that's yeah. uh, that's just awful. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Well, I'm not even going to try and make a segue. Uh, there was a football game tonight. There was. Um, sure was. And the, the, sorry, there was a, a Vikings practice for the first 30 minutes of Thursday night football. And then there was a game, but it had been shortened just to the last 30 minutes. Just they just like, oh, the Steelers have arrived. So, um, uh, 23 nothing, I think at halftime, 29 nothing at one point, and ends up, uh, 36 28. Yeah, it was really and, 43 minutes of the Vikings. Right, practice. Practice. Because yeah. it was yeah. the last two minutes of the third quarter when they scored their first touchdown, the Steelers. And then, obviously, they put up three in the fourth. What – I mean, like – okay, so first we got to do the – like, we'll we'll work backwards, right? Um, I guess we got to start with Claypool. So, <sighs> I, I guess, Doug – um as a as our resident Notre Dame booster. Um T- Trevor's also a fan, but Doug, I believe you're paying at least three or four of the players under the table. Oh, it's not under the table anymore. Yeah. Uh, I'm I, I'm gonna i I'll put Doug up there with the most knowledgeable Notre Dame fans out there. Like I'd put him up against anyone. Thanks. So, Thanks, buddy. What what um, happens when the Notre Dame guys end up on the Ravens and Steelers? What it what? sucks. <laughs> um, it's terrible because a lot of them do. Um, a lot of guys on the Bengals, Steelers, and Ravens are Notre Dame guys. I mean, the Ravens have Ronnie Stanley at left tackle, Miles Boykins at wide receiver. Bengals have had Tyler Eifert at tight end. Steelers have Stephon Tuitt right now and Chase Claypool. But uh, I'm not exactly uh, – I'm not claiming Claypool, man. That guy's a joke. Yeah, um, I mean, and, and I, you know, I'm about to say, it's like 
you know your your uh, fandom aside, yeah. the Ravens and the Steelers are, in my opinion, relatively well-run organizations. Have been, um, they they kind of have an ethos to them. They're kind of hard-nosed, intelligent, you know, working-class teams. That's the way at least they build their teams. It, it feels like definitely the Steelers, right? And they've we've talked about them getting away from that lately, and that's that's the down that that's what we're seeing. We're seeing the Steelers downfall because the locker room and it, they're just kind of full of, of, of different players. But that, that is a testament to the kind of players that go to Notre Dame being, you know, more, more stellar uh, uh, all around human beings typically uh, than, than the crowd, right? They're going to Notre Dame. Notre Dame has uh, more stringent uh, academic policies. We, we've, we've all visited this. So, I mean, class organization going to, you know, relatively class organizations, right? Yeah. And then you have Chase Claypool. He's an embarrassment <laughs> to Notre Dame. He's an em- as far he, as I'm he, concerned, he's a he's a Canadian. He's a he's, he's from a, Canada. He's, he's a, a basketball player. Child. He was recruited as an athlete. Um he, he was developed into the receiver he is today at Notre Dame. He was not a you know by any means right. a polished wide receiver. Right. But he is a freak athlete. He I think he was he was a guy that like I want to say he averaged like 40 points in basketball in high school. Like he was a basketball player that they turned into a great football player. But man, what a douchebag. Like I can't, <laughs> I mean, like growing up, Jerome Bettis was my favorite, like one of my first favorite players. And when he went to the Steelers, I was crushed because I was like, I can't root for Jerome Bettis ever again. Like on the Rams, I could like, I could root for him, but on the Steelers, it could never happen. So that was like my first taste of, Fuck, great Notre Dame player going to the teams that I despise. So, if I can not root for Jerome Bettis, I could certainly not root for Chase Claypool. Yeah, I, I, um, I don't think I don't think the question would be like obviously you're you wouldn't root for them, right? It's like yeah, it's it's uh, but there's a point where you know it's like when when Jerry Rice went to the Raiders, right? It was like it didn't impact the Niners cause they're in the whole other ass conference. But like when Jerry had a good game, I was like, okay, cool. He still got it. Um, but I've never had the, I haven't not much anyways. I mean, Julian Peters one went, went from the Niners to the Seahawks. Like there hasn't been a ton of those guys that have from the Niners recently that have defected within the division. Um, but that kind of like having to ha- cheering for a guy advocating in pre-draft like you were all over you were yeah. a thousand percent right about him turning into a good pro um and because that was one of the when we did the first draft podcast on yeah. on this right um that I think that you that was like the first week that that you would come on as as kind of my 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 draft draft Nick. Um, <laughs> you were like you were all over Chase Claypool, and 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 now he's he's gone full. I can't think of a better word than douchebag, but that's that's the word. That's why that's why we have that word. Yeah. Um. My thing. My favorite part about so. If you miss the game for some reason and, and you listen to the podcast, um, 
There's like 30 seconds left, maybe less. Claypool catches a first down on less. fourth and one. Less. Yeah, this is a third to last play. Yeah. I believe. On yeah. fourth on fourth and one, converts the first down. Middle of the and field. Do, and no and does does uh you know gets tackled and from his knees starts to signal, you know, do a little celebration shimmy thing. Um he, but he's he does the, the point, the first ball. down point. Yeah. Like on his knees, didn't get up like right away to run right. the line. To, Typically, you know. this is when defensive players are sitting on these players and preventing them from getting the ball to the ref so they can't spike the ball, right? Yes. Right. Like, the, yeah. like, like mean, stand, standard operating procedure is immediately, if you are tackled in the field, get the ball to the ref and get back to the line. Like, hand the ball to the ref. Don't even, right. don't even underhand toss it to him. Like, right. run it to the hash mark. Put it on the ground. Let the ref come over and tap it and hike the fucking thing. Right. Yeah, but not right. for this fucking TikTok Gen X fucking or Gen Z fucking douchebag. He <laughs> needs to celebrate. Yep. And his like own teammates were like grabbing the ball from him, like let's go. And yeah. then like they fumbled it. Who was so and recently? Then, there was so hold on, yeah. so hold on. Yeah, the lineman comes over because the lineman's a thinking person. He's like, "Hey, numb nuts, we got a game we're trying to win here." Um, Claypool had already been benched this game for the personal foul he picked up for taunting. Um, Tomlin had benched him for, I think, the rest of the first half. Um, and Tomlin even admitted to benching him in the press conference afterwards. Um, they, they said, it's like, hey, it looked like Claypool might have gotten benched after uh, today. And, and Tomlin goes, yep. <laughs> and and uh, they're like, was that in reference to the, the taunting thing? He goes, yep. Um, and then yeah. they started to ask the question about like, Hey, what's going to happen with this bullshit from after the game? But like Claypool, the, the, the most egregious, there's three egregious things that happen. Celebrates the celebrates the, the first down when he's should be trying to help his team get back to the line of scrimmage. Um, they fumble the ball because the lineman comes over and is like, Hey, numb nuts, give me the fucking ball. We're still trying to win this game. Then after they snap the ball, he starts jumping around like my fucking five-year-old kid. I I would imagine being pissed off at the lineman for dropping the ball, even though it was his stupid ass that was fucking around that caused them to drop it. Like the dancing around at the end, like showing up his teammates, like that little temper tantrum at the end was worse than the self-aggrandizing, hey, look at me, I got right. first down bullshit. Like, yeah. Right. He's, he is a poster child of this generation. And I hate to be, you get off my lawn, old man. But that is a zero accountability, me first, it's all about me. So, like, that is, it's, Mike Tomlin has to be losing his fucking mind with that guy. Yeah. And well, it was said recently, I saw it on Instagram, but they were talking about the locker room and kind of this kind of TikTok culture. And one of the OG linemen on the Steelers, you know, call I think was calling out Claypool about it. Like Ryan Clark, Ryan Clark said something about like, hey, the you know, that locker room that that's that's not what the locker room's about or something like that. And apparently right. the the Instagram post guy saw it as well. And and I and there was some bullshit that kind of came after that that like the Instagram post like selectively took some work because Mike Tomlin was asked about Ryan Clark's statement and said 
the guys that are on TV that are the, the guys that have been in this locker room know better than some of right. the guys in this locker room. And apparently that was taken yeah. slightly out of context to where it's not as like incriminating as it could have been. But I also don't think Claypool is spending a ton of time reading things other than stuff that's on Instagram and TikTok. So maybe he's still about himself. pissed off about that. But I mean, even recently he was like, he said, Hey, you know, we need to, we need to play more music at practice so we can have some fun. And Tom oh, was that's like, what it was. Yeah. You play, no. I coach. I like that division of labor. Right. And, no, yeah. Yeah. It was more, it was more about, well, if we, I think practices would be better if we play music like they do in the NBA. And the, the response was posted was a lineman on his team saying, yeah, the guys in the locker room, whatever, whatever that response was, was, he needs yeah. to concentrate on fucking playing or something like that or, or whatever it may have been. But what, yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously cancerous. That's the, that's the, uh, here's the, th- here's the thing, right? Wide receivers are all just for the most part, basketball players that weren't good enough. Um, Shooting guards that weren't good enough. I mean, that was, that was what the the nineties and early two thousands. That was the that was the 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 thing. And Clay Claypool, whether he's good enough or not, who knows? He's 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 a football player now. But that kind of like, um, uh, give me the ball. If you give me the ball, we'll win. Kind of right. attitude, right? Is is what you want from those guys you want the astonishing over the top confidence in themselves right, right? but you Keyshawn. Yeah. give me the damn you, ball you still want them to like be thinking about winning the game first yeah. right yeah um they just want the ball so badly in that in that moment right you know and, the, the and best it, one it, the idea being that, hey, if you give me the ball, I'll make a play and we'll win. Yeah, right? I got this. Like, yeah. So it's like, but th- that gets weaponized in such a, in the wrong hands, right? right. It's yeah. just give me the ball, look at me, not give me the ball because I'm the guy that's going to make a play, right? There's a reason right. they call them the skill positions, right? right. And yeah. and there's a reason that you would you put up with this attitude from you know, you don't get this attitude from linemen because there's, there's that ethos around this kind of like, Hey, we're, we're going to be invisible anyways. And, and nobody talks to the press and shit like that. Right. Um, and you know, the linemen are never the star of the team and blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, but there's a reason they call them the skill position players, but again, in the wrong hands, that kind of like, Hey, yeah, you get to be the one dancing in the end zone, but that doesn't mean the team is all about you. Right, but that's all they know and they see. Yeah, and and and, and it, I don't know if you've seen uh, recently, of course, on on Instagram there was uh, some audio of Sean McVay and the Rams. Yeah, have you seen this Van, with, Van with, Jefferson? With Odell? Yeah. yeah, and there and and he's saying great stuff to Van. Thank you for believing me. Right, and like like there's that there, there's that in exchange, and then following that exchange is tell him to be patient. We'll get him the ball when he gets when he gets one on one, like like managing this clown's ego 
right? Be, be like, like, man, you're, we will get you the ball when you when, because we know a one on one matchup is in your favor at all times. You're talking right. about Odell, yes, uh, Odell, right? And then and I then, saw that video, and then and then him having to say that on you know whoever he's talking to, if it's um, his quarterback or or whoever it may be, and then when they do get the one on one, he gets the touchdown. Him going over and be like, "See, I told you," like reassuring him, like you would a kid. Right, I told you to be patient. Look what happens when you have patience, right? And that 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 is the now the ego management that these guys go through, and it's and, and it's exactly what you're saying. You're uh, treat him like a not, child, not Joe. Like it, it went from these these. It's a different ego management. Well, I mean, like they, they, they don't have not... the confidence. They don't have the confidence anymore. They have they're the, they're the fragility. It's 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 a it's a. I think my argument is it's a positional thing. I mean, like Jerry Rice had these kinds of issues early on um it's a it's a positional thing right i mean and like this is why we end up this is why a certain type of person ends up overrating a guy like larry fitzgerald who's had an amazing career and racked up a ton of stats but you know and is not you know if you look the last like nine years of his career has basically been a you know 11 12 yards a, a, a play guy he's basically been a tight end um and but because he was solemn and quote unquote played the right way and that like that he that he'll make the hall of fame before he'll make the hall of fame sooner in terms of ballots than terrell owens even though you know terrell owens was the better player um and that's the I, th- I think that I mean that that's going to happen for the rest of time because right, is but... like the third best receiver ever, and there's going to be a lot of receivers getting in there on the first ballot. Um, they just he just he just rubbed people the wrong way. I don't think it had anything to do with him on the field. No, that, that, but that's that's what I'm saying is that 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 kind of like just give me the fucking ball is in T like To was probably the best player that had that i mean randy moss was heading that way before he went back to the patriots right his career was basically done like he'd given up when he was on the raiders and basically kind of like was not acting like randy moss um, right and, and then he and, goes to a brady belichick organization that goes yeah we'll tolerate that shit but if, well you'll win I, I know i don't think it was even so much as like i think it was mutual though with randy moss it was like okay i'm with a proper organization now so well, yeah, he was he was he was being led properly. He he was not he was not the one calling the shots in that situation. He had people that he respected, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I I think my my I guess my point is is that he he didn't respect anybody on the Raiders enough to try. And when he got to the Patriots, he's like, okay, I've got a shot here. I'm I'm going to turn back into Randy Moss, and he fucking right. put up twenty three fucking touchdowns. Yeah. Right, but that that also has that's a personal adjustment. He saw the light. It seems like, right? He made that adjustment that that grownups do, that adults do, and goes instead of pointing the finger out. Let me let me let me look inward, and what can I do to change? Right. Yeah. I mean, Cl- right. I mean, well, Claypool's what twenty three. Yes. Like he's in his he's in his second year. He's. I mean, we just talked about a thirty three year old being. Yeah, just coming. You know, you're themselves. just starting to figure things out. The problem, right. the problem with football, especially professional athletes in general, right, is like that you're you're given so much 
Yeah, coddle. Respons- responsibility, money, attention, um, pressure, right. and like you're, you have to be a top point one percent individual, both mentally right. and physically. Yeah, to be able to to be able to pull off the balancing act that like these guys do. It's like, you know, there's these guys basically work to hit the lotto, hit the lotto and, um, and then keep it going. Right. I mean, there's like, there's a reason that people that hit the lotto go broke, right. They're not prepared for that kind of success. And, um, you know, I think, I think Trevor, to your point from earlier was that like, you've got these, you've got a really great institution in Notre Dame that puts, that attracts very high quality young men, um, graduates very high quality young men and doesn't have the issues that some other schools run into because, you know, I mean, Notre Dame's basically doing an FBI level background check on you before they fucking bring you on campus. Um, you know, the other schools are like, you know, did the did, did as as long as nobody can prove that the nerd took your SATs, we'll take you. Right. Um, Wait, well, well, you weren't you weren't you weren't found guilty of that murder, right? You were just a suspect. Okay, that's fine. Okay, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you you were in the car. You just weren't. Yeah. You didn't pull you the trigger. Okay. Right. Okay. Um. And so I think it. I think that's part of the thing with Claypool is like this doesn't feel Notre Dame ish. At no. all, no. And I never saw anything at Notre Dame. He never acted like this at all at Notre Dame. But he was also a guy that, if, if I'm thinking correctly, like you can always kind of tell. Sometimes in college, or at least at Notre Dame, I, I noticed they some players they don't make available to the media <laughs> until like their senior year when they've been coached on how to talk to the media. And right. he was uh, one of those guys. No, so, no, no, not not Chase, not Chase. Next year, next year. Yeah. Um, so. Well, I mean, like I, I think I said, um, you know, uh, even last year about my guy Ayuk, that I was like, I, I felt like he had some diva tendencies. Um, you know, gets overthrown, starts throwing up his hands. Like this was last year, yeah. and he was he was amazing last year better better statistically than it was this year Mm. and somewhere along and he's even said now at this point and he's in his second year same draft class as claypool he's in his second year that like um he wasn't doing the things that he needed to do to be prepared to play a football game um he was just getting by on kind of natural talent and stuff and like there was all this talk at the beginning of season about like was he in Shanahan's doghouse? Was he hurt? Was he this? Was he that? And um, like ever since the bye week, he like everybody's kind of said, "Holy fuck, it clicked!" And and now he's he's ripping these things off. So it's not that and, there's and not, it's not that there's not room for Claypool to kind of like get his shit together. And maybe this is that time, but like that locker room doesn't feel like i mean who's the leader on the steelers right now right exactly and 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 you know in in growing businesses and 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 building teams and creating culture what you what happens when you have a great culture and a very strong team is that 
the team corrects that, that right? The, the, the team corrects that outlier. And what's happening, it seemingly, on the Steelers is that locker room culture isn't there anymore. And like you're saying, it's, there's a lack of leadership there. And, you know, it's probably these, these older linemen, these kind of, these guys who just don't know nor tolerate that kind of behavior. And instead of however else it worked before, right, knocking them down and, and maybe, you know, maybe there's an element of hazing. There was all of these things that when you're a rookie and when you're a young player kind of, kind of knock you down a peg or two when you get to a professional atmosphere and you get to a strong culture where you are not you are not special here you are a cog in the wheel right and that that seems to be missing and that typically molds players like that or just just people in general it tends to get them to see what what being a teammate is more about and, and it hard to think that that didn't happen at Notre Dame but it was it, it most likely was just contained Yeah, I mean he's 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 who he is, right? He's yeah, like there was like like when I talk about culture, it's like hey, we don't do that here, right? No, I, I, that's and that's right. the and these, know, I mean, these newer even, kids don't don't listen to that. They don't respect that. They go, well, I don't care. I'm more important than that. Yeah, I don't I, mean, I don't even, fit into a mold. Even you know uh, at 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 anything, right? I mean, it's like we we all run businesses, right? And and, and it's all you know, it's like there's a reason you pair up the vet with the, with the new hire and be like, Hey, make sure they know what's going on. Right. And, and what the expectations are around here. Cause when it comes from a peer, it's that much more impactful than when it comes from the boss. Cause anybody can tune right. out the boss. Anybody can tune out the coach, but when it comes from. Right. Right. It needs to, it needs to roll. It needs to, to trickle down really. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, Big Ben has, you know, AB talks some shit. I think Le'Veon Bell talks some shit. And, like, granted that, like, you know, maybe let's be be careful of who the, you know, take, take notice of who the messengers are on this stuff. But, like, yeah. those guys weren't complimentary of Ben in from a leadership standpoint. Um, no, and there's, there's a reason that team with all of that talent didn't do more. Best running back in the league, best receiver in the league, best defense in the league for a number of years and did not win. Yeah. The Super Bowl. And that's why. Um, that's exactly why. So yeah, I mean it's it's uh anyway, they're they're gonna the Steelers are gonna have a I wonder what the potential free you know, we talked about the seven quarterbacks that might be available, right? I wonder what they're thinking of the Steelers right now. I wonder what Rodgers and Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan are Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Watson's not a good example um, of much of anything. Um, but uh, I wonder what those guys are looking at the Steelers right now in terms of, okay, Ben is obviously done after this year. Yeah. Um, one way or another, like I don't think the Steelers would have him back next year. To be honest with you, no. especially if there was, there was, the potential to go get like a Rodgers or a Russell. Um. Uh, obviously, talking about Jamarcus Russell. Um. <laughs> the uh, Jamrock. But Jamarcus. I, I just I wonder what's going through their head. 
about like okay, is this a is, destination I want to go to? Do I really want to go be behind that line in a cold right. in a cold weather city? Right. Um and and, you, and have to and have to get fucking Chase Claypool to give me the ball and with 20 seconds left while I'm trying to fucking spike it or fucking go win a game. Um you know, maybe like cuz cuz you can't just Yeah. Even the even Brady necessarily, right? Like there's a when Brady came to the Bucks, right? That was a I imagine what happened was everybody was like, oh, fuck, we really actually have a no bullshit chance of winning the Super Bowl right now. So let's get our shit together, right? Like even prior to him walking in, but they were going from Jameis, who was, you know, maybe a little looser. Um, um, they were going from Jameis to Brady. Going from Big Ben to Rodgers, right, is, is well, it's a huge upgrade in talent currently. But from like standing within the league, you know, they're both around the same age. Um, they're from know, the same school in a way. Big Ben's won two Super Bowls. Rodgers has only won one. Like, you know, it's this isn't this isn't Brady coming in and everybody being like, oh, we got to get our shit together, man. We got a shot. Well, like, the Steelers, there's only one Tom Brady. Yeah. The Steelers probably think that they've got a shot every year. Um, well, what, what it seems like to me, and I'll make this association. It's like in a family with like six or eight children, by the time the youngest comes to adolescence, early adulthood, the parents are fucking tired. That kid is getting away with so much more, right? And and typically the, the eldest siblings are, are kind of co-parent in those situations. Right. And if, if that doesn't happen, that's what seems to be happening with both Tomlin and big Ben. I think they're just fucking tired. I just don't think and, big and it's ben getting has away from that it. gear. And they don't, they just don't know. They don't know just like a lot of us how to fucking manage this generation. I will say, I, I think big Ben just doesn't have that gear. I don't think he's interested in it. Right. Like, and he may have, he may have been early and, and, and probably, probably lost it with a B and, and bell. Right, he's probably like, you know what, fuck this shit. I'm I'm tired of mentoring. I'm tired of, of of trying to fucking mold these guys who just are their egos are so big you can't control them. Um. Anyways, I yeah uh, no I I I've got I just I just get this feeling that from a that there's a there's a leadership void there that you wouldn't expect from a team with a 37 year old 38 year old two right. time Super Bowl champion quarterback and coach. Um, right, right. But I mean, it's like the coach thing, you know, I, I get it. It, it, you know, it gets old. He's been there a while. Um, but by now it should have filled. And I think this is, if there's truth, if there's, if, if the truth in that come in that Instagram post where they kind of like selectively said, where, you know, they selectively edited it to make it sound like Tomlin was rolling his own locker room. Um, the truth in that is that, yeah, everybody from the outside sees the fucking leadership void. Like and it's it's it starts with Juju and 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 Claypool and and that kind of like what happened to the we don't do that here shit? Yeah. Like who's yeah, who's think... running that team? Or it's just cuz it looks rudderless. 
And right. yeah, Tomlin's Tomlin's probably just holding it together with his fucking teeth right now. Yeah. Right, because he—I mean—he's been used to years and years of, you know, managers or other leaders in that locker room to to trickle down that culture, and that's gone. And and of course, you have a lot of this. The younger players too don't respect, didn't didn't come up the same way, you know, respecting some of the elder statesmen on the team, right? Like like getting in line, as I was saying before, they don't. There was more about them. And it doesn't matter if you have a guy like Tomlin. It doesn't matter if you have a guy like Big Ben. They don't. They don't care. It's their time now. These guys are old heads. I mean, I, I, I don't think the. I can't imagine the cultures change that much in like five years, right? It's not like, it's not like the guys that are coming out just in the last five years or. A lot of that core of that team is is gone, especially the line, which which seemed to be the leaders of that team. Yeah, and I think that's part of what's got. I think you're right in saying that Roethlisberger he does look defeated. Right, playing behind a shitty offensive line for the last three years, three four years, and like your two biggest playmakers are TikTok douchebags and Juju and Claypool. Like that's it's going to take a toll on anybody. Oh, it's absolutely draining. Especially if you're somebody that's accomplished something already. You know, he's won some Super Bowls. Right, and now you got to deal with this shit. You feel like you're a babysitter. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and that's I'll tell you from personal experience. I'm dealing with. As a smallish, that's maybe why I have so much uh, to say about this. I, I deal with a certain situation like that as well, where I have someone young and talented, and just ugh, is so difficult. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 in like refuses refuses to learn. The 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 biggest like the light bulb for me on this thing happened when I went from running. So I had I had the the marketing company that. I owned that was a, a you know we a hundred employee call center, um, and my our top guy was making twenty twenty two bucks an hour. Right, this was ten years ago, fifteen years ago, um, and I was like, I got it, and it was driving me crazy because I had these like part time rock stars making twenty two bucks an hour, and just the constant bullshit putting up with the top couple guys on, on the, um, on the team. And, 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 you know, we, we ran that business for five years and every six months or so, there'd be a new rock star that would come in and be the same fucking shit, be another big fucking headache. Um, and some of them were cool and some of them weren't and, and whatever. And I'm like, I got to get out of this call center shit, man. I got to get with like, some professionals like you know making <laughs> yeah. making 100 100k 120k a year and so I, I ended up getting a you know getting a job where i was managing folks making that much money it's the same fucking hierarchy yeah yeah it's just like it when, you, hey, when i graduate when i graduate high school and get to college things are going to change they'll be so much more mature when i graduate college and get into the workforce things will change people will be so much more mature nope it just keeps going it's 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 the hierarchy of well I'm the top dog and so I'm gonna run my mouth, um, right. and you know and and listen some not every top sales rep is an asshole not every top call center rep is an asshole but like you know it, it's in, it's still in that same top five percent of you know make me feel good, right like you know camper yeah. me special. right I'm special like and yeah. and listen that. They are a lot of the times, right? They're sure. they're out there. They're pumping through 
you know, 20% more sales than anybody else, 30% more sales, double the sales of the average people. Um, but if they're not, if they're not contributing positively to the culture, just like you run into this scenario where you've got to fire your top sales rep and, and the, that call center, cause it was so high, it was so high turnover. Um, you know, I was stoked if we got four months out of somebody, um, just cause it was, right. it was shit work and it was, it was tough to do, but like that taught me that like, I would, I, I show up to jobs now and they're like, well, oh, but we can't lose this guy. I'm like, why fucking we're two hiring classes away from having someone just as good. Like right. in the next sure. two hiring classes, we will find somebody just as good as this asshole that's driving everybody crazy. And you've got to have a policy you've got to have a no asshole policy and it's got to, it's like, listen, if, if you're, if you're the chase Claypool on this sales team, you have to go. It, it doesn't matter. You were dragging the morale down for the rest of the team because you're sucking up my energy. You're sucking up um, your, your, your direct supervisor's energy. The person's got to sit next to you and listen to your bullshit. That like you, your extra 30%, of sales, your doubling quota doesn't is, is, is fine for you. Um, but it doesn't actually help the team, right? Because everybody else is just so over being around you. Anyway. Yeah. Spot on. Yep. And that's what's happening. So, um, anyways, um, listen up kids. The, uh, the, I mean, it's not often we have a Thursday taint talk. Um, but, uh, the cousin's curse hit. That's, I mean, that's where we're going with all this. The cousin's curse hit. It hit big. Steelers. See you later. So, oh, and never fails. Once again, I have the guy in the comments saying, Cousins beat the Ravens in 2012. And it's like, no, he didn't. QB wins. Take it up with the NFL. Leave me the fuck alone. I think I'm going to restrict that specific phrase, 2012 Ravens, just so I never have to see that fucking comment again. <laughs> what is it again? Refresh me. Kirk Cousins threw, took seven snaps, threw two passes. Um, one of them was a touchdown. And the football team um, beat the Ravens in 2012 uh, in a game that RG3 started, got hurt, and Cousins came in in relief and and threw a touchdown, and and uh, the football team won in overtime, and then the Ravens go on to to beat the Niners in the Super Bowl. Gotcha. Um, okay. But the NFL does not credit Kirk Cousins with that win because he didn't start. So gotta start the game. You got to start the fucking game. So Kirk Cousins is not. And every time I post it, somebody's in the comments. And even now, I even now, I'm sometimes I'm oftentimes not the first person correcting it. Um, it's like one of my one of my my loyal army out there that's out there going like numb nuts. RG three started that game. Um, anyways, but the the cousins curse hit, um, and I I took no pleasure in posting that the Steelers were now susceptible to the Cousins curse. So um, they've got that going against them, as well as Big Ben's lack of mobility. 
their offensive line. Uh, Inability to Chase stop Claypool, the run. Can't stop the run. God, Delvin Cook had some fucking running lanes today. Oh, and, and of course, of course, I didn't check pregame because Madison was was slated to start that game yesterday. You yeah. were one that, so he wasn't starting in thirty percent of leagues. I started right. him. Right. So that was a last minute, and that just that killed me fantasy wise. Because that would have been mad you know, Madison <clears throat> is, is gonna get eighty percent of that production usually. Yeah. 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 <laughs> two hundred and something yards and anyway. two touchdowns. Yeah. He, so he was crushing today. Yeesh. I mean, cousins cousins didn't have a good game today um i mean the pick wasn't on him jefferson dropped that but he overthrew jefferson a handful of times like jefferson could have had like three or four touchdowns in the first first half yeah there were some times where the ball was hitting him in the hands though like jefferson even on that first drive yeah i felt like that was a touch he dropped a touchdown yeah and no feeling and no feeling yeah yep um so anyway, I guess just looking at the the box score, you know, Ben played well, considering, you know, yeah, he, he had a pretty, he had, a, he had some deep balls. He's got to put so much into those now. His throwing motion is getting more and more like Philip Rivers. I feel like every day, yeah, but he still doesn't look like Cam Newton. <laughs> Cam Newton looks like he's fucking throwing a truck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kirk Cousins, 14 of 31. Turkey. Two, 216 yards. Two TDs, two interceptions. He had a 22.8 QBR. That's out of 100. Ew. Basically, they, those ain't basically QBR says Kirk Cousins had nothing to do with winning this game. Nothing. Yeah. Well, yeah, David Cook did. Impressive comeback there, though. It really was. Almost. The Steelers, it's like that's a a game the Steelers used to win. They they used to not get down 29-0. But, I mean, they they would be down. That team certainly had a bunch of late-game comebacks that were just like – that kind of got Big Ben to his stature as that kind of quarterback. Not not to go back to the Claypool thing so quickly, but, like, imagine being one of the other 52 guys on that team and – you guys have taught clawed tooth and nail to get back to within one score and one two point conversion. And you miss out on that that five or seven or eight seconds, whatever got burned off there because between the preening and the fumble and then getting the ball back to the hash and then snapping it, whatever that cost, that's one, maybe two plays that they could yeah. have run. Yeah. And yeah. and and that and that final play was he had that ball it just got knocked out. Yeah, that was that was a bang bang play. Like they could have had two more shots at that, at least yeah. one more, if not for yeah. Claypool. Yeah. And the way he was acting after the um, the way he was acting after they snapped the ball is telling me that like when he gets in that lot, when he got in that locker room, he was gonna say everything would have been fine if the if you didn't come over and knock the ball out of my hands. Yeah, not Com- yeah, completely have... inaccountable. Yeah, yeah. So, and he uh, made—I mean, he he made a couple plays that game too, Claypool. 
He's great. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's really good. Again, but cancerous. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh it's fixable, right? But like that team needs they they've got to go get some guys that fucking you know, some like they've got to go get some guys that the that the Patriots would go and find. Yeah. Like and that's and that's something that you know, I because this has come up with me and and you know with uh like I'm not at, at work I'm not I'm not a raw raw guy I'm not I'm not d- doing fucking you know it's like let's run through the gates of hell speeches um you know every morning in in team meetings and stuff I'm like do your fucking job um and we'll go from there um and and people have asked me about that and stuff like because I can, I can do it. I'm more like a once a month guy. I can I can pull those things off, and it, it'd be genuine. But like, I much prefer like people get this impression that like this misconception. I feel that like Bill Belichick is able to get guys to run through a brick wall for him, and I think it's I think that's a huge disservice to Belichick's ability to spot guys that would run through a brick wall anyways. Right. And right. And that's why he's picking up fucking, you know, undrafted lacrosse players and they're having success. It's a person, it's a personality. And then, right. when, and, 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 and to get back to the previous rant, when you have that culture already, when you have 15 of those guys in a locker room, a Randy Moss comes in and drinks the Kool-Aid. Yeah. He comes in there. There's Belichick, Tom Brady, Teddy Brewski. Like you're right. not going to act a, act a fool with those guys so right because they just won't tolerate it and you'll be gone doesn't matter how fucking good you are and that's the culture that breeds success for longevity yeah because and that's and that's why belichick's had so much success bringing in Corey dillon who was a problem in cincinnati right randy moss um you know shit kept aaron hernandez in line for two and a half years right like um that might be his biggest accomplishment right right? ab ab antonio bryant briefly they just couldn't keep AB. That was just like a nah. Sorry. Yeah, they they just couldn't like the league kind of like there's just there's like just too much stink around him to hang on to him, right? But and that's, like, a, and that's a perfect example of it didn't go right. Like they got rid of they did not protect him, and they said, yeah, fuck you, dude. Right. Um, now you know they hadn't invested as much in him as the Steelers have in Claypool, and sure. uh, um, but yeah, I mean, good organizations get rid of the assholes. And and either they coach it and either they 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 coach it out of them, or um or they just fucking get rid of them, um and that's, I think I think that's the thing missing from the Steelers right now. Like that that uh, you know Pouncey's not there. Um, he had to have been a leader. Um, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, half that half that core of that team was those linemen, you know. Yeah. And and in the last four years, they've all gone. <clears throat> oh okay. Um, picks time to do our picks draft. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, as uh, so the order this week is uh, is myself, then Doug, then Trevor. Um, so with the first pick, I am going to take the. Uh, I'm going to take the Packers. Against the Bears. 
And brief, brief, brief mini rant here. Um, I just love how we couldn't have Seahawks 49ers, which is almost always a great game uh-huh. uh, because the Seahawks were bad. Um, but we can have Packers Bears, which is going to be a fucking laugh factory. Like, there's no chance. Well, congrats to the Bears on winning Sunday Night Football. <laughs> Anyways, um, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has will no longer own you. Yeah, right. So, um, anyway, I'm taking the Packers. Doug, you're up. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chiefs over the Raiders. Um, two teams going in opposite directions. The Chiefs are – what direction are the Raiders going in? They've, they've been all over the place yeah. um, the last few weeks, so. Um, I mean, this is, this is the rate, this is the type of year for the Raiders that like this, they, they, this might be their Super Bowl, right? Like, um, and they've played the fucking chiefs tough. So, yeah. Um, anyways, getting the, getting the chiefs in the first round is, is Trevor, you got the, you got two picks in a row. I got the Titans over the Jaguars and I'm going to take. The Russell Wilsons over the Tehens. Those make sense. Seahawks and Titans. You get the teams playing the Jags and the teams playing the Texans. It's. I'm just. I'm just stealing Doug's strategy. Yeah, no, it's good. And also picking in front of Doug, so he doesn't get to stick to his strategy. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing you didn't pick against your own team because I'm taking the Chargers over the Giants. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh-huh. You never know. All right. With so, those teams. You never fucking know with those two teams. <laughs> that's true. Um, and and here we are. I'm I'm 0-4 on my second round picks. Oh man. Um so this is meaningful. Um the Saints stands out to me because just because they're playing the Jets, but also I don't trust the Saints for shit right now. Yeah. Right. Um, and again, those two teams are <laughs> the Cowboys the, the... would I mean five weeks ago the Cowboys would be the easy pick here, but the football team has been playing so well. Right. Um, that spread's only three and a half points. Mm-hmm. The uh the Falcons Panthers is a wash. Um Bron- I mean, could, could are the Lions on an upswing? Right. Uh, are they gonna Are they gonna start winning? Right. Right. Um, <laughs> I saw some pretty good memes about tonight's game about the two teams that didn't beat the Lions. That was tonight's game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The the the, 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 the the can't beat the Lions bowl. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um. I okay. So I've taken the Bucks in the first round the last two weeks, and and they've and it's hit for me. So I'm going to take the Bucks over the Bills. Um, I, I just, I'm, I that's the Bills are by far the best team any of us have picked against so far. But uh, this is more about just believing in believing in the Bucks. So we will see if I'm going to go 0 and five on my second round picks <clears throat> there. Um, 
And then the next one, now I'll take, now I'll take the, uh, the Broncos. Yeah, Makes I'll sense. take the Broncos there. Doug, you're up. All right. <clears throat> um, it's getting a little tougher. A lot of I, like, uh, even I, games. This, a lot of good games. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with the Cardinals over the Rams. Still, uh, it's, uh, I'm, I'm liking rooting against the Rams. So, it's- Cardinals. Trevor, you're up. Two picks back to back. Please. All right, I'm going to go with the Saints. Saints. And the football team. Going with his heart. Yep. The football team is a distant fourth in term third in terms of NFC's rivals to you, isn't it? Yeah, that's real. I don't really care about them. <clears throat> Very interesting. Doug, if you want another team that starts with a C, your only option. Would be the Cowboys. Is the Cowboys at this point? Um, I'm going to take the optimistic approach and say Browns at home against the Ravens. I was going to do that. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Maybe Trevor tainted. I don't know. It's okay. Browns are going to win this game. I fucking hope. (laughs) 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 We just had two other guys go on the COVID list today. So we Who's got that, that going for us? Our punter, the Scottish Hammer. And then we got Joku, the tight end with COVID. And uh, our middle linebacker, Anthony Walker. So, But that's kind of a good thing because then we can see more, more of Joke. Jeremiah Wusukorma. But yeah, come on, Browns. We got to win this one. <clears throat> the big one. All right. Well, I guess I'll take the Cowboys. Okay. And, I mean, I guess I'm taking the I'll, – I'll take the Ravens. <laughs> and the Ravens? That was, a, that was a Ravens or Niners decision. <laughs> oh, it was actually Ravens or Rams was the, was the call there. And uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'm I I I'm just it's not I don't like the I obviously don't like the Rams, but I just it's tough when your team consistently beats a team that is also a good team. Yeah. Like I just I just devalue them automatically when you know a Seahawks fan is like, oh fuck, we're scared of the Rams, like. You know, like it's just it, there's been a lot of paper, rock, scissors memes going around about the NFC West, and uh, um, anyway, we're just we're the rock, and 
and the Rams are the scissors, and that's just life. So, Doug, you're up. Um, <clears throat> man, I don't know who to take in this. I guess I'm going to take the Panthers at home against the Falcons. I'm Ron Burgundy. Oh, yeah, I, don't, I don't love that one, but I'm gonna do it. All right, Panthers are off the board. I got a, I got some new pens. I there's nothing quite like finding a, a good new pen. It's like one of my favorites. It's, it's one of the best feelings. I just fucking love it. Yeah, good pens are. They make a difference. That's for sure. Um, Travassier, you're up. Who's at home? The Niners or the Bengals? Bengals. I'm picking the Bengals. I think that's the toughest game of the week to pick. I think it is too. You don't know what Bengals team is going to show up. No comment. Moving along. Right. Trevor, <laughs> you're up. Take another pick. Make me not talk about that fucking game. I thought I had two picks. Sorry. Yeah. That's how it's been uh, every uh, round. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being distracted. Hold on a second. All right. I'm going to take the Ravens. Yeah. Uh, that's That's been taken. Been taken. You could pick the Jaguars. You could pick the Raiders. You could pick the Jets. You could pick the Falcons. You could pick the Texans. You could pick the Lions. You could pick your Giants. You could cover both ends of the last pick and take the Niners. You could take the Bills. Sorry, it was muted. I'm I'm going with the Falcons. Okay. Duggar. Um, okay, so we've touched every game, right? Uh, yep. And I just listed all the ones that are available, so it should be easy for me to snap something out real quick here. There you go. Um, man, you can, I don't know. Should I do this? You can pick the Giants. <laughs> I mean, like, if we're looking, so th- right now we're in the underdog area, right? Yeah, so- I'm looking at the Niners and Bills, and I'm going and with I'm the not- Niners. And- Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank fucking Christ. Um, I've been doing this. I've been doing this for you, I think, every week. Where, where I will pick the Niners and then I will pick the Browns just for both of you. Well, actually, no, Doug, you're 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 quite optimistic. You typically take them. But I, I do it both, being like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm jumping on the supportive bandwagon here. I decided yeah. not to do that this week to maybe break a streak. Yeah. Like yeah, where your heart's I, at. This Change is uh, so of. I guess uh, shit, man. Like it's hard to pass up the Rams this far down. I'll yeah. Take the Rams, and I'll take the Bills. Those are. Uh, that leaves me with shit, huh? Well, I. All right. Th- so. Those, I think those two teams are less likely. They're better teams. I think they're less likely to win. But like, I mean. Picking the team going against the Chargers isn't the worst strategy in the world. No, it's not. 
It's a it's a di- it's literally a dice roll every week. Yeah. It doesn't matter who the team is. Yeah, if you if you just bet blindly on the team playing the Chargers, you would probably just make money every year regardless cuz they're going to lose seven or eight games. Right. And they're going to be close. You'll cover some spreads. You'll hit some and, money lines. And like, teams they should beat. They're, for, they're heavily favored in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Is it my turn? Yep. I guess I'm going to take the Raiders. I guess that's the best option left. Yeah, Raiders. Even though I already picked the Chiefs. Got them both. So that leaves me with two picks: Jags, Jets, Texans, Lions, Giants, Bears. Like a cavalcade of poop. So I'll go with the previous conversation and the Giants. Even though I don't think I've picked them to win, but that's fine. And then I'll also pick the Lions. They're turning it around, man. Momentum. Dan Campbell, baby. Yep. Jags, Jets, Texans, Bears, Doug. Jags. Jets, Texans, Bears. I love the eighth round, by the way. It's my fucking favorite round. I'm going Texans for sure. Yeah, that's the that was my I was debating between them and the Giants and I had to be going down for it. I'm going Jags. Last pick? No, no, I'm going Jets. I'm going Jets. At home? Jets at home against fucking Taysom Hill. Do, do we, <clears throat> we we all saw how bad Taysom Hill was. Yeah, well he had broke his finger. Put he Ian Book in great there, before the finger. Let's get Ian Book some snaps. Well, I mean, he still had what two rushing touchdowns and a hundred yards rushing. Yeah. But what four and interceptions? I think, or and crazy? I think Camara yeah. is back. I yeah, he Kamara is. is back. So, so that's a that's a big weapon. All right. So, not Joe has Packers, Bucks, Broncos, Cowboys, Ravens, Rams, Bills, Jets. Doug has Chiefs, Chargers, Cardinals, Browns, Panthers, Niners, Raiders, Texans. Trevor has Titans, Seahawks, Saints, football team, Bengals, Falcons, Giants, Lions. Ew. I mean, this is why I love this little draft thing we do, because, like, just looking at the teams I have, I've, I've got a monster roster here. It's just it's uh, it's a, I've got matchup problems is what I've got. I've got matchup problems. Any uh, given Sunday. Yep. There we go. All right. Well, that's the uh, it's eleven eleven. Guys, make a wish. Um, if you've made it this far, leave a fucking review of the podcast for fuck's sake, please. Do it. Make sure you've downloaded it. If you're on Apple, set it to auto-download. When you listen to them, it auto-deletes it. That's another setting you can have on there. So it doesn't even, as long as you're keeping up on the pod, it's not going to back up. Come on. You got Do it. it. 
do it. Um, put my face back in the screen. Uh, for you guys, got any final thoughts or uh, we good? I think we're good. There we go. Trevor's good. Uh, right? For uh, for for yeah, Trevor and Doug, I'm not Joe Flacco, and uh, this has been uh, our our little podcast. So um, we will see you guys uh, Tuesday. Might we'll record Monday night. You guys see you soon. It. All right, we're out. Peace. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.